This is Dubai Friday, a weekly challenge podcast with Alex Cox and Merlin Mann. This week's challenge, notice little victories. Hello, Alexandra. How are you? I'm good. I want to apologize. You're not in trouble. You just haven't gotten my full attention and time and ambition in the past year. And that really sucks. And thank you for being one of my best friends who's incredibly, incredibly patient with me. Yep. Pretty, pretty good. Slept well. Um... Are you less wet? Uh, what? 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 What are you? What was that? What? What do you mean? What was you have, that? Are you doing a bit? What's the bit? I'm not doing. Oh man! Oh look at Alex's being sincere on Main. Oh dear! Oh no! Goodness gracious! Okay, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> no, I don't. You ever just sit in a corner for one week and think, you know, how much ambition you've lost for no reason whatsoever, and you know, phonies. You point out phonies for a living. I think I just got a little Holden Caulfield last week. Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. Don't 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 laugh at my midlife existential something or other. I'm the future of musical podcasting. Okay. How are you? Um, pretty good. Um, what's what's happening? happening oh okay um what oh my god you sound like me do we um hmm. the stammering the tina voice it's not like reconcilable differences we don't have a normal open to the show to say i try not to say this too often to you Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm but you know I can be however you want me to be. Are you trying to make this bananas? Hmm. Trying, no. Making it, yes. Why don't you? Why don't you maybe play this for Matt later, and see how Matt feels about it when we haven't talked for two weeks, and then you tell me about how you're holding Caulfield. That's very odd, Alex. No, what, what's been I'm going on with you? You sound like you got a lot going on. What's happening? Oh no, that's the thing. I I don't have a lot going on. What do you want me to ask that you, Alex? What, what, what am I supposed about? to say Nothing. to you right now? No, I, well, I want to thing again. No, if you're less, what, doing the thing. There's no space in which to play right now. I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's like I'm in an operating theater, mm, like just watching mm. you give, give yourself gas. What happened? Uh, I'm casting myself up, which is a weird, the first time I'm like, casting yourself up. The, gassing yourself up is a thing that the youth say and it is the first thing mm. that I've ever thought, oh, that is something I think I'm too old to say. Nope. What what does that mean, gassing yourself up? What does that mean? Just giving yeah, just kinda like pumping your yourself up, like Oh, I see. Oh, you're talking about chiropractors. Like stuff up, like chiropractors. Uh, <laughs> Why are you so mean to people who call themselves doctor? Why are you like that? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, an osteopath is they go to school for a really long time. Um, just so you know, um, this is in band communication. I ordered a muffaletta and it'll arrive at a point. So I will need a, a brief cesura in service of collecting my muffaletta. I genuinely don't know what that means, but I'm going sure, I'm, to I'm happy that ask. You, could, you could ask. Yeah. I'll, I'll, play, I'll play in this space. A muffaletta. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's uh, it's a famous kind of sandwich uh, in New Orleans. Oh. Uh, I would say one way to, one way to describe it to to folks, and I, feel free to disagree, folks, but um, like the kind of like Italian sandwich that I really love, like you know mortadella, I think provolone, but like imagine like kind of like an Italian sandwich, but it's on this amazing sesame seed um, bread, and it's got olive spread in it. Oh, I like bread. Oh, you like everything on it except what's on it. Yep, yep. I I'm looking at everything here, and I'm like, except that bread. And you know what? I think I'd like some of that little oil that's seeped in at the bottom. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That looks sure, nice. Sure. I'm gonna send mm. you a photo also, which is apropos of nothing, but you made me think of it. You know, there's like whole there's oh god, there's such a good Wikipedia page about um you know that there's a term that's escaping me right this second but there's a term in usually in, often in technology but the way that you name devices you know there's actually a really good rfc about this about like how to name like let's say you've got it like a I mean, a word i don't really quite understand let's say you got a server farm or like say you, like you've got a mac mini colo and you've got 50 mac minis or you've got all these unix boxes and you need a way to name them that d- disambiguates them you know, there's all kinds of the RFC says stuff like don't name it after what it does. Like, you know, so things like Greek gods or, you know, whatever. Most of the time, if I have like, you know, you've had this, though, right? Let's say you've got you, you've you certainly had this at your old job, right? Where you have to deal with all these mm-hmm. different kinds of things and you need a way to say with without ambiguity you know, this particular place and uh, this this box on this node and this. Yes, the device flow is how I say it in the ice, industry. Ice device flow. Oh, I like the sound of that. Mm, device um, flow. Now, for a long time, for, back when I didn't need to have a bunch of devices and I really enjoy popular culture, I would always name my new Apple devices, uh, or really my devices in general, but especially my Apple devices, uh, would always be named after a Simpsons character. And I would try to pick a name. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the first person who's ever done that. And uh, I would try to pick, you know, names that made sense with, like, what the device was. So, like, a little, like, an iPod Nano would be named Maggie. Or this Aww. hard drive would be Homer and stuff like that. Aww. Did you did you get the image that I just sent you? Mm, let me see. I don't think so. The Omnibus project is that I have, well, usually at a given time, four Samsung SSDs in play. And they're in different places doing, you know, I've got a ton of others that are dedicated for like, oh, this is Time Machine on this Mac or this is, you know what I mean? I've got those all like rubber banded together and blah, blah. But there are like four loose Samsung uh, drives that I use for taking media back and forth. They're they're free range. Uh, unlike a server farm, I feel like I have yes. a system similar to you. I love that, Alex. You you still got it. That's so good. Yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. free range. They're uncaged. Yes, exactly. I have a hard drive sanctuary. That's where they come instead of being slaughtered. They're free to oh, roam. But the priest waits in, 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 until later to touch it. Because <laughs> you wouldn't do oh, it in front oh, of the congregation, right? I've, well, No, touch, on touch. I mean the Unix con- command, con- touch. Mm. Oh, I don't know all oh, the flags and attributes, but, you know, but if you enter uh, touch latex in the terminal, it probably, it probably won't be what you expected. <laughs> It'll say, you no, know, actually, LaTeX is a program, and when you touch it, we're, we're, I'm not going to change the modification date or create that. But anyway, it's all in that O'Reilly book. <laughs> uh, 
It's just Zero funny to me because on the desktop. You want to be my latex salesman? This this drive mm. in front of you, it started out as just zero three, but then you know, I thought I'd give it a name. What's the name of this hard drive? This hard drive is named Holden. <laughs> Aww. You've never seen so many phonies in your whole life. Aww. Aww. Can the rest of the episode just be figuring out what it was you were talking about at the top? Because I think you, you, you're you going in a lot of interesting directions. Mm, I don't know about that. Have you actually had a weird, have you had a strange week? I have. Are you actually having a middle-aged crisis? Uh, crisis. Are you actually having, are you, because I described to John Syracuse uh, last night, uh, I think I'm having a journey right now. A musical journey, as uh, Adam Clayton from U2 would say. Mm. I'm having a journey. I can tell I'm on a journey oh. right now. Yeah. How can you tell you are on a journey? I mean, a handful of things seem extremely important, and a lot of things that used to seem important seem less important. That's one. I think a lot of times a journey, um, when you're having a journey, it can mean like you feel there's a moment of, not in a negative way, but a moment of crisis or a moment of upheaval. I remember um, in college, it was in my second or third year, all my friends would have these crazy changes in their life right after we came back from ISP. So in January, you do independent study, and then you come back for a second you know, semester, and like uh, people are getting together. Most people are breaking up. People are changing roommates. And so we all started calling <laughs> title we all started calling february flux month because it, always, it felt like the month where everything changed for all in our friends group of like you know you know of, of like six yes. to 40 people like there's always mm-hmm. this like wow everybody's kind of going through a thing right now like oh my god he cut off his super long hair he's had since high school or like you know what i mean or oh, like yeah. somebody got a tattoo but a lot of breakups a lot of relationship stuff and of course because it's the second semester the usual amount of uh, the quickening that happens as you realize this academic year is going to end and you know there's things that you need to like you know have lined up for in, in your college career and for like the end of that year so i mean there's probably lots of reasons a john syracuse could tell me why february feels fluxy but um yeah no i'm feeling are you are you fluxy. having a fluxy <laughs> oh i love him he, this is my son his name is Fluxy, and I love him very much. He's beautiful. Me, me. Oh, no, my Fluxy. It's changing. <laughs> my body feels weird. <laughs> Where are my sheets hard? Oh, Fluxy. Oh, no. I want to be a priest. Oh, um, the, no. No, no, no. Everybody comes. The Well, mm. God willing. Well, well hopefully. Somebody hopefully. willing. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, I think people would be less mad about this whole priest thing if, if, they, if they help more people you know, women orgasm. And that is a statement from Merlin Mann. Oh, and, and the person who's I, mad about that is whom? Uh, me. <laughs> oh. Which one are you? <laughs> if only priests <laughs> raped more of the altar girls. <laughs> why why were I mean, the representation altar days ignored? It yeah. does. It, it does. Really, it really, oh, really, man. it really, really super does. And, you I know, was really... right there, Merlin. I was wearing the same things. I, I was an altar. Well, I was an altar girl. I know you're at like you're time. like Mac. You're like Mac. Why didn't he go after you? Yeah, yeah. Look how cute you were. <laughs> I have a developed, a developed quite an affinity for that. Uh, I guess it's a gal. Uh, you know, the little one that has the ulcer. <laughs> She really probably... wants a, she really wants approval, don't she? Oh, oh, she, she's oh, always wearing that ponytail. Oh, oh, oh she's oh. wearing the shorts like the boy, the little boy always do. Oh, she'd look good in my well. 
No, but like real talk, are you um, are you having a, a like if is there a thing going on? Do you feel like I mean I'm, I'm not trying to like make fun of you. I'm actually asking like is there like you know because you sound like there's a thing. Like are you, are you feeling like a hmm right now? Hmm. <laughs> well, now I'm going. Hmm. You sound like my lizard. Hmm. <laughs> you want to hear what it sounds like when he says that? Well, actually, if you watch that video. Did you ever watch that video? I sent you. Yeah, of course. You saw oh, the video. Oh, of course. I have added it to my photo album. You can, mm-hmm. oh, um, you can hear how I say it, which is like this. He goes like this. Okay, so so Bando's there, and he goes like this. He goes, hmm. <laughs> but it's important how you say it, because mm-hmm. he's not saying, hmm. He's not like sipping Kermit tea. Like, he's, it's more like, right. hmm. It can mean a lot of things. It's kind of noise an old man, well, if I may say, it's kind of noise an old man just makes sometimes. You know, again, my my my, my ex wife's uh, grandfather, uh, whom I love, <laughs> he uh, he would say things. Like, I told you about how he would read signs. We'd drive him around Tallahassee, and he'd read all the signs. Hmm. He'd go, hmm. Sherwin Williams paints. Hmm. We go. Hmm. And then he'd go. Hmm. Hmm. China Super Buffet. Hmm. Hmm. And that's kind of I think the way Panda does it. Really makes you think. New season of Queer Eye, and um, it's I have kind of mixed feelings about it because I, I, in some ways, I absolutely adore several of these episodes, but and, mm, a little condescending, well, you know, like the whole like oh, you know, saviors come in. But there's one with this guy named Speedy, who's in a, he's in a wheelchair. He's twenty. He's oh, he's such a sweet kid. He used to play basketball, and now he's trying to like. And what feels like a fairly kind of earnest way, he like wants to help people and like be like sh- shows his workouts that he does and stuff. And like, oh, my God, what Bobby does for this guy. Oh, it's so sweet. I mentioned it here because there is an episode that features a bearded dragon. Oh, and I was it's almost like when they would mention Cincinnati on the news when I was a child. <laughs> like, hey. Hey, that's our city. <laughs> now, now, now that is a, a meme. Hey, Leo. Hey, hey. Does the lizard make noise? No, but it's. Um, but but you know how it is. We're like, uh, I mean, like John Syracuse talks about the plumber problem. We actually talked about this last night. That problem where, like, if you know a bunch about something and you watch a movie, and I'm, this is my words, not his. He always corrects me. But you know, if you know a lot about a thing. Like, I think it first came up when we were watching Halt and Catch Fire, and we both really liked the show, right? But he's like, mm, yeah, but there's a lot of... And it led... It was part of this, like, one-hour rant of mine about using a song from the wrong year in a movie and how it drives me completely fucking bananas. And, um, and he's, saying, he's like, that's your version of, of, the, of the plumber problem, right? Now, the opposite of the plumber problem is the Plumber's Delight title. <laughs> And the plumber's delight is when you know about something and you can watch it and go, oh, and of course the whole time they're like, everyone, of course, as a bit, everybody's freaking out about this bearded dragon because it's, they're, they're horrible looking. They're terrifying looking. And um, I, uh, three times a week, Bando's out and walking around going, hmm. And, and I just turn to Madeline and I start laughing and she knows where it's going. I'm like, did you ever imagine we'd just have something like this walking around? Our house? Just, 
Because <laughs> it's really weird when you think about it. But um, but but the plumber's delight was like, oh, look how they pick it up, and it has the same. It's like like all like all bearded dragons, it's less old and wide than Bando. <laughs> but I was like, look, there's a bearded dragon on TV. <laughs> Representation matters, father. It does. Talk, talk, I know it. Don't I know it? Mm. Mm, we're committed to justice. Heart I'm realizing that only, not only, but you can do a Bando impression, hmm. but a bearded dragon impression is kind of like a Trump impression. If you mm. can't do it well, just just walk away. Oh, you I'm know? going through like, this with Werner Herzog right now because I think I used to have an okay, good, like generic, like Hogan's Heroes German voice. But something's happened. I've really lost the thread on doing a, a German accent. There's a guy we knew, one of my wife's best friends. <laughs> why am I fucking telling you this? Because this is why we have a podcast. My One of my wife's very best friends from her, like, 20s. I think she they met working at a ski lodge in Colorado. But she, anyway, she has this really dear friend. And, and then we kind of reconnected with them in the early 2000s with her and uh hung out with her in LA and it was really cool like she and her husband were part of the I always imagined San Francisco would have this amazing art scene well like by the time I came here like we drove all those folks out um but <laughs> but in LA LA like pretty hopping in visual arts and music like you can still do stuff there I don't think this is talking out of school and she's married to this guy who was so fucking funny he was just his name was Tomas and he was fully German. And he was just this, I'll send, I'll send you a photo. Every photo I have of him has red eye. And it's weirdly perfect for how he looks. And like, Tomas was a big personality. Big personality. Really a sweetheart. The best host you'll ever have. But he had an extremely, extremely strong opinion about almost everything. And one of the things that oh, drove boy. one of the things that drove him crazy. So if I say big salad to you. Like to you and the listeners, you'll probably think of George and Elaine on Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. You had yes. to order the big salad, mm-hmm. but but for Tomas, the big salad was was like something was like a bulwark against American imperialism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't understand. People people always have to go out to dinner. They have to always go out. It's like why can't you just stay home and make a big salad? <laughs> also, also he played jazz jazz saxophone. <laughs> he was he was a, he played saxophone. He just doesn't understand. People people always have to spend money on things. I buy a camera for my camera. You know, why, why don't... Just they all make me solid. <laughs> he's, he's a German Holden. So oh. now every time we make salad, of course, it's just a question of who's going to say it first. Madeline goes, oh, you know, I'm making that macaroni and cheese you guys like with the... um." Like tonight, she's making this macaroni and cheese we like with uh, fancy cheese in it and stuff and saying, you know, we'll have a salad. We both go, make big salad. (laughs) Because that's how a brain works. Oh, I don't like that that's how a brain works. I don't like that. Can you learn to like it a little bit? uh, Can you learn to think it's fun? Or can you be curious mm. about it? 
I'm oh, <laughs> oh curious. Oh, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm curious. Become obsession. No, no, no. Don't. Curiosity. Don't worry. That I got. Yeah. Con gusto. Yeah. I'm covered. Yeah. <laughs> I still see a uh. What's I can't even. I I, it, I it's in my head, but I can't. Oh, water fountain. Thank you, Eric. I uh, yeah. Yep. Every time. Every fucking Every time. time. And, and I you hate know, it. You, I hate at it this so point, much. how many? So what we're talking about is a time that uh, John Roderick's friend Eric said. I guess there was something where they were going to be parting ways for a while, and and, they, and Eric was using a water fountain, and he said, from now on, every time you use a water fountain, I want you to think of me. And so John mentioned that, right? I just wanted, I want mm-hmm. to go through this slowly to really underst- to understand how an actual meme works, not yes. just something with the Irma Gerd girl, like an actual mm-hmm. meme, like what, you know, whoever that was, uh, Richard Scientist uh, said when he, when he coined that term. And so then John mentioned that, and now every time I see a water fountain... I think of John thinking of Eric. And is it fair to say mm-hmm. that the same is true for you now, too? Yeah. I think about eating my stale pretzels on the floor of Pax East. With one chopstick for some reason. The... <laughs> no, 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 it was a spoon. It's better that way. That way I only get one chopstick dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and And... It's just in there, and you would think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's not something you. It's not something you choose. It's not something you call upon. I mean, there's some things that we do, like, uh, and I, I, as I imagine, you know, about me. I think, I think the rituals that form organically in our life can be so rich. Like, it's nice to go to church and sing on on Christmas Eve. Like, it's really nice to go to church on Christmas Eve and sing. It's one of the great things but like there's other kinds of rituals you can have too like talking about a big salad but you know but then there's the things where you're like oh man it really is more almost like brain worms like i i i would have to go through some kind of eternal sunshine process to forget about eric's water fountain but don't you revisit that memory do, do you, do you like do, is it that you don't like having control over it i i don't like having control over it and i worry about the degradation of that memory i can't tell if this is a real pop science thing or mm-hmm. an actual yeah the way that, like every time you, you tell a story the story yeah changes it's like a opening on old photo book and it wears a little bit more and you can't and I wonder I wonder if I'm degrading that memory was his name even Eric how do we know his name was Eric now you sound like Syracuse but like but right but don't you feel like I mean like no isn't there whether or not this makes any sense from a rational standpoint isn't there like for me like there's a reason I only listen to the Meadowlands by the Wrens maybe once a year because I want mm-hmm. it to stay special. You know what I mean? Like there's that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, I feel like every time – I know that probably doesn't make sense, email Alex. But like does that memory degrade? Was that – am I making – basically am I corrupting or re – am I retconning that memory as I tell it over time? Because of things like, oh, I know that part gets a better laugh. Yeah. It's it's fiddling in lo- the logic plugin settings too much. It's going into the terminal. It's like you, you get something right, and then you, you think, oh, I just want to look at my work again. I, I, maybe I can make it a little bit better. I can... I, I don't know what they've I had an analogy for for memory uh, or, oh, I can journal about that. So something like that. And then mm-hmm. it just gets a little bit, I don't know. I don't 
I don't want to say bastardized, but no, it's, I, it's, I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not opposed to that at all. I think you're. I think you're onto something. Yeah. And I, I mean, hmm, maybe it's because I'm uh, apparently going through some stuff. And well, I don't know if you are, I Alex. I mean, like, hmm. uh, like, drop the bit for a second. What, what the hell was that thing at the top? What's going on? You're, was that your way of like, uh, because you're my friend and we love each other, that you were saying, oh, I missed, I missed our visits. Is that what was that kind of in service of that? Because I appreciate that, but is that what hmm. it was? I, I think so. And this past year is the least reliable I have ever been as a human being. Probably literally since birth, because stuff you know, that you used you, to be pretty good at, mm-hmm. like you feel like you're, you're you're dropping the ball on things. Oh, just it's like my personality and my ambition. It's de- degraded. It was an old photograph that was eventually crumpled up and thrown into the corner because I didn't even want to look at it anymore. But I I don't know. Do you think that? One year ago, Alex Cox would have been late to a podcast, which t- today it wasn't late, but would be late to a podcast you were recording. Super on time today, and I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but like, no, like, not passive aggressively. I mean, I know, I, I, but like something I'm trying to, well, this whole thing, but like I, I'm, I'm trying to like go, like in my case, like oh, stop for to me, like stop parsing everything in in this one in like a handful of dumb ways and. Try to like see more things from more how they are, and I, I, tacitly and implicitly like to say things like that to people, and I like when people say that to me. So why would I? I don't. I'm not trying to. I'm mainly complicating it because we're doing this like for a job, and I didn't understand where you were going with it. No, and I I appreciate that because it. I don't want to say it took a lot, but you know, just. We've talked about my anxiety before doing anything before, but I used to have better coping mechanism. I used to be good at box breathing and all that, but I I don't know. I I don't want my personality to degrade. I don't. Can can I ask a question about that? Yes. Yes, please. Well, like, okay, so again, because of proximity or exposure, no, no plan survives exposure to John Syracuse, as we all know. <laughs> but like, I, I have, as a result of doing that show with him and, and being friends with him, I have, maybe not as much as anybody would like, I have gotten better at questioning myself uh, about things that I assume I know or things that I assume are a certain way or like, I assume explain something. like. And so like I, for example, have gotten, I think, a little better at questioning my memory. And, and and by by that I mean like if you're telling an Eric's water fountain story, take a beat and go wait wait did that really add up because that that's the time that Eric was actually in Europe so it wouldn't have been that month you know those kinds of stories or mm-hmm. again like my friend Sam realizing there were fewer than nine months between you know basically his his his, his parents had a shotgun marriage oh oh what are those no 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 not 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 an actual shot it was a Florida shotgun. Which is just yeah, like yeah. let's just but, do this for the But one of those honor. things of yeah. like, oh right. Yeah, I mean, I think a, up and yeah. up to a certain point, there was you were in a you were in a very great you were in a zone. If you got pregnant from somebody to whom you were engaged or had a plan for, that's one thing. But you, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, guys. I can't change history. I'm sorry, I don't have that button right here. But there was a time when, like, as long as you got married before the baby was born. Like the gray zone could be forgiven and you could still have a life and a future without being the unwed mother. 
right? Oh, absolutely. That that's a thing in the Catholic Church. I think actually part of the like a doctrine of <laughs> they just like, raise it if, as your sister, right? It, it's no, no, no. It's like if it, it's not a sin of the heart or something like that. It it becomes a mm-hmm. uh, venial sin and not a mortal sin if if you fucked before marriage. Oh man, I need to learn about venial sins. I need to learn about. I mean, that. just don't murder anybody, and you're you're good. I think, but I don't make any promises. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Representation matters. <laughs> Muffaletta's on the way. Um, Muffaletta. 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 Oh, that sounds super so, dirty. <laughs> well, as soon as you said muff, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> well, and then there's the Italian, and then there's the... It was, then you said New Orleans, and I'm like, wait, is it French? And you know you know what the, Fr- the French do. <laughs> I think it was that episode of Queer Eye where they had Muffaletta that, that made me... Um, I've been craving one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about you and me and Dupree. And what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, no. Just. Uh, oh, sorry. They're dropping single... the ball for Okay, so here's the question. Here's the question. And I'll let John Syracuse uh, um, Falderall was in service of this. Like, one of the ways, one of the things I picked up from John, because I hear his voice in my head sometimes, being my inquisitor to ask me about, like, how I've troubleshot something. Or as you say, troubleshooted something, which is to say, like, okay, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> straight up, is there anything about a for like becoming less sharp about something? How much of that could be owing to age? Not ages in your old, but as ages in you're not as young anymore. Mm-hmm. And is there a chance that s- some of that, like exterior to your other journeys, like h- how can you disambiguate? what your fucking problem is. It must be really hard sometimes. I know it is for me. Like when you feel like I'm getting, okay, like I'm getting slack. I'm late for things. I forget about things. Well, the, re- the reason that comes straight to mind for me without so hopefully sounding too passive aggressive is like, well, here's the thing. Hipster PDA, ha ha ha, right? Well, that was a time when I realized that I benefited from writing things down as a convenience to recalling things later. But I didn't need a calendar. I knew when I was doing everything. Like, I would not forget things. I would not, I mean, if I was late, which I always was for everything, like, that was just because of how I, my dumb personality is, but I didn't forget things. I, re- I learned to write things down in a way I couldn't have anticipated would be so useful to me in the future. And then at a certain point, I did start actually trying to say, on, you know, sort of on the, on the DL, like, hey, guys, your brain's not going to be like that forever. You know, there's the classic story of like the the guy who like you know smokes all the cigarettes and has all the the drinks and the scratchy lotteries, and then is about to have a heart attack, and is in no position physically to get in shape quickly, and so you have to like you have to start undoing what you've done to your body just to be able to heal your body, and you've kind of locked your keys in the car. Well, I think with cognition, memory, all those kinds of things, I think it's not a terrible idea to start picking those habits up even or especially when you don't need them yet because they will be useful to you later to, to, to develop external systems and outboard brains that will be a parking lot uh, for the things that you used to always just assume your mind would take care of, your brain, right? I mean, I've never assumed that, and I think it might be because there's a history of, of like, Alzheimer's and, like, various, like, dementia stuff in, in my family, but mm. I, part of what is just... 
appealing to me as having the whole like quote quote unquote second brains system and I, I like I know when I forgot gotten something which is a weird thing to say except oh i do t- i absolutely if you've experienced it there's that phenomenon that i've struggled to describe of like I- I'm, I'm, walk- I'm about to walk out of the house and i have the one of the one of the less useful hunches and it's very useful in the sense that it, it can be used for something but it's less useful in terms of I don't know what it's for. All I know is I am forgetting something right now, and I don't know what it is yet. And usually it's like, oh, I, I remember I wanted to take this, uh, I want to take this uh, uh, extension cord down to the garage, right? Let's say hmm. I'm a cheat and tell you that's the answer to this. Like the, the lowest possible stakes in the world kind of stuff that's really more like out of convenience. I try to make a habit of like ganging tasks when I can, you know, for all kinds of reasons. But like all I know is as I'm walking down the steps toward the front door, to leave the house, all I know is I have a 80 to 90% certainty or at least probability that I know I'm forgetting something. And, and I've, I've, now I've learned to listen to that voice and say, okay, take a minute, take a beat. Because now you know. Because you know. well, the problem is like an hour later I get to the office and I'm like, oh, I forgot the thing. Right? I, I've learned to trust that some part of me is telling me you forgot something. And I go, well, forgot what? And it goes, that's not my job, buddy. My job is just to remind, I don't have access to that part, right? That's in a different chat. <laughs> All I can tell you is you know you're forgetting something. And over time, I eventually learned it take, it's worth it for me to take a beat and at least say, well, is that something I can, I can just fucking cool my jets, not get mad at myself, but yes, figure out if there is something. That's what you're talking about, right? I mean, just because you don't... <sighs> The absence of something may be a hole, but you know that that doesn't mean there's not a hole. You know there's a hole. I, I'm yeah yeah. If if you replace extension cord or mm, with either medication or or manic episode of like my my brains, my brain knows that something is bad is happening. And uh, whoa, whoa, so slow down! I want to hear that. By the way, my muffler arrived. It's outside all as well. Um, oh, you, go, go get your. Well, muff. I don't. I'm not going to eat it now. I, oh, can I? Do you mind if I bring it in? Oh, please! Don't leave your muff out to dry. But listen, please, please. Let's not. Let's not just skate past this with lols. Uh, I'd like to hear if you want to talk about it. I would love to hear what that, how that works, what it feels like, what that order of operations is. Yes, of course. Can I get my muffler? Yes, please, please. Okay, Don't BRB. keep them off dry. It's not funny. It, it's it's funny. No, I mean, it's a, it's not funny, but it's enjoyable. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good muff? <laughs> my... Uh, uh, one of my favorite bits in Seinfeld now is the... Uh, woman who runs the homeless shelter that they're always trying to pawn stuff off off to so when elaine is like oh i I love the muffin tops i just just do the tops just do the tops which now it is a thing because she's right muffin tops are the best but (laughs) instead Mm -hmm. 
of selling the whole muffin. They just sell the tops and then discard the bottoms of the muffins the muffin butt. to the homeless shelter. Yeah. Also, here's my here's my old socks. You're welcome. Oh, love it. <laughs> I didn't realize that was like a, a, a running bit in Seinfeld is the amazing uh, like she I'm sure it's a problematic stereotype Only but this very ideas? angry or, no, or, no, no. or how she deals with the homeless <laughs> just the, the the angry black lady who comes in oh, and, right, who and runs complains, the like, homeless you, shelter no tops on these and muffins. it's like what the fuck yeah right. like why <laughs> we don't mm. want the bottom you're, you're welcome <laughs> Oh, Lakeisha, did you enjoy your muffin bottoms? Did you enjoy those? You're quite welcome. I have eaten the tops or thrown Mm. them away. It's really not a matter to you. This sounds like Alan Rickman, but in Lolita. I don't know what this bit is. What's happening? Yeah. The the Kubrick movie? The, yes. Oh, well, well, James no, Mason. no, the other one, the the one that was m- even more upsetting. Okay. I think Alan Rickman. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was Jeremy Strong. It was Jeremy the actor Irons. who played Scar or voiced Scar Jeremy, in The Lion Jeremy King. Jeremy Irons, yeah. Jeremy Is Irons. Is there an example Thank that you, you could draw, that you're comfortable sharing, that you could draw from uh, recent times where you have been dealing with that? Yeah, I mean, because you to... do remember something. It's just you oh. didn't at the right. It wasn't at the time it would have been useful. Um, mm, it's it, it, no. It, it's the the memory is there. It's the trusting uh, m- my brain that isn't uh, uh isn't always something that functions. <laughs> Well, right. uh, or like when I qu- uh, like again quote for- forget to take m- uh, my bipolar meds, and I don't think I forget. Yeah, that that one's gonna that one is going to continue. I'm not gonna talk about it because it's none of my fucking business. That one is going to continue to drive me fucking insane because I think an argument could be made that you have built up your entire life to be highly tuned to never forget something that you decided you ought and forget. Yeah, and because I'm not for, I don't think I'm forgetting a- anymore. I I think I'm I'm doing the it's reverse. A, it's a, you know you know what uh, in that uh, in the in the um in the um oblique, you know oblique strategies. You know the cards. No. Oh, Brian Eno and Peter, not Peter Baker. I th- wait, who is it? But anyway, Peter Schmidt, maybe. Anyway, Brian Eno and this guy, they developed this thing that that came out of a. a, a an unusual process that Brian Eno would use when he's in the studio, which is he developed these things called oblique strategies. And it started out as a, a small number of items, but I, it might've been on a piece of paper. I don't know, but he had these like ideas of like these fairly wackadoo. Let me see. I've got my deck here somewhere. Um, but there'd be some kind of like a, a fairly, uh, he would be like, mm, I'm not sure what to do about this thing. Um, let's try an oblique strategy. And eventually these came out as a series of cards that you could get. You get a little box and there's cards in them. And when you're, you know, you can t- treat it almost like the, like a Tao Te Ching or a, uh, or no, sorry, not, t- t- what's it called? Uh, you know what I mean? The, 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 the Taoist uh, kind of fortune telling thing. You, but you just pull out a yeah. card and read it and see how you feel about that. And can I tell you what my all time favorite one of those is? Yes. So a lot of them are like, it's all stuff. It's stuff like uh, more, but slower. 
or, you know, but you can go look it up. Go look up Oblique Strategies. My all-time favorite one of those that I think about a lot, honor thy error as a hidden intention. Hmm. Is Is it possible that you have a hidden intention somewhere inside of you, which is, I don't want to take these sometimes? Is, is, Not is there, possible. Is there... More like probable to definite, and it's just uh, it, it, it's just me, I guess, l- looking at uh, that card that I didn't know existed, and being like, "Yeah, that that's absolutely that's absolutely." It, and if I could ask, and feel free to not answer any of this. Here's my cards. I forgot they were holding up my Google Home. Okay, I'm. I will say this now. Please ask any and all questions about brain and. But it's important that I perform health, acting like I respect and- you. Oh no! See, that's okay. boo, boo. Don't be yeah, a holden about uh, about respecting boundaries. Yeah, I'm, ho- I'm holding these nuts. <laughs> All right, pretend pretend you respect me. (laughs) Be be vague. Father. (laughs) Uh, Here comes the sacrament. Okay, so uh, uh, sacristy would be a pretty name for a girl. I think I made that joke before. When when you say when you say uh, well uh, yeah I think it's not even a hidden intention, like I mean for example like I know or sometimes I just don't want to take the medicine today or like is there like when, like how would you phrase it in terms of like the sort of like Charlie Day if I'm being honest answer to why it is you sometimes find yourself having not taken medicine you've decided you need. And that other people decide you need, like, how, when you find yourself having realized that, like, how do you, if you were going to, well, what would you say? Well, how, how would you put that? Uh, I, I think I came up with a good word because knowing is is too is too strong of a word. I suspect if I avoid these uh, psychiatric medications, I will do better what does better mean well that's <laughs> if i did i, I suspect but, so, so if that, i did if I not take that, that, those meds i hunch? would know what better is you have a yes hunch. i i've got i've got a hunch and mm-hmm. uh it's been proven for sure again and again and again that that suspicion is incre- it's it's wrong it's wrong it's it's, it's it doesn't happen it, it just makes every everything worse but uh and, and by worse i mean my brain b- breaks and uh, you know it's, it's hard because the neurotypical people probably are like what the fuck and <laughs> And I'm trying to explain it. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired of dragging these people along. There's so much shit. I've realized this is this is my own modern version of the chicken problem is me constantly having to explain who this is for and consequently who this is not for and tacitly apologizing that I have fucking anything to say no, at all. No, I, I, I do that and it's an affliction and I've got to stop doing it. This is more of a, I, I guess I'm saying this is for people who are, I suspect that they're neurotypical, but, uh, you know, they haven't had the Roderick moment of maybe I should have walked across. I Europe. don't need that. Yes. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't forget things. I'm great at cunnilingus. Yes. Ask around. <laughs> Start asking around. Are you actually great at remembering things? Do you actually know how to take that nine volt battery down? 
downtown? Do you actually, mm-hmm. can you do that? Are you sure? Oop, I assume I'm great at it. Also good at driving. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, have put measures in place now, uh, like, to not, not just check in with, with Matt, but check in with um, founder of Cox's Cox, Kara uh, Fagan, and even my parents to make sure, okay, Alex, someone has seen Alex take their meds. Yes. Good. Cool. Cool. We're all term for this. What was your Mm. term for this? Like I mean, a, 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 a justice holder, I guess. Yeah, is, but no, you had a funny term for this. Like a, it was a very Matt Cox inflected term. It was something like a hmm. an accountability partner or something. Didn't you have? A I, phrase I mean, accountability buddy is the only one I can. I'm sure I, I was making fun of it and said all the funny things I say. I forget, huh? Okay. Uh, right in to alexcoxfm at gmail.com. If you if people have noticed, I've started responding to emails again oh, without yeah, having a, a panic attack. Um, oh, and, but hmm. uh, it really I, is a journey, a musical journey. It, it's it's uh, unfortunately it's a journey though. I've t- t- taken about once every five years, and I don't. Uh, I don't love it. Like when I went to what, brain what, like school, every five years you go cuckoo. I go cuckoo. Yeah, I I go cuckoo, and I have uh, the suspicion that maybe <laughs> that's, I don't know. I don't know if that's the official Roman Catholic term, but well, I mean the the official Roman Catholic term isn't uh, brain school for a psychiatric uh, hospital, but that is the term that I I use. No, they do it in Latin. You know, Robert Lowell was very Catholic. Were you aware of that? I. For he was some very reason, devout, he was very devoutly Catholic. Really, mm-hmm. I think he might huh. have converted at one point from oh. from almost nothing. I, I mean, this is from memory, and I really read read another book, Merlin. But like, what I'm remembering is, I want to say Calvinist. Like, he's from a very like a well-to-do mm. family in Massachusetts. I think they were, you know, some kind of, you know, generic misogynistic Protestants. And uh, I think he converted deeply to Catholicism in the 50s, 60s. I need to look this up and read all no, about no, it because no, I I understand why a lot of people convert from Catholicism or um, from atheism. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about like actually... when there's a general on NBC and it says U.S. Army General John can't tone his, turn his phone off. U.S. Army <laughs> retired. I always think of you as like Roman Catholic, comma retired. Yeah, I'm I'm like a, a recovering Catholic. Which I, which like you're, I, which you I know, suspect, Marines. Which I suspect is not as true as I once thought it was. It's oh, it's not. It's like how Matt says he's an atheist. You're, and, you're, no. you're still you you still there's still there's still some a little faith in your life, isn't there? Uh, there is a lot of faith in my life, which is not just doctrine, not not just doctrine, but like isn't there still some element of a relationship with something? Uh yeah, I'm still pretty. I think. Sort of very much like a Judeo Christian, mm-hmm. like in terms of belief systems. I, yeah. uh, Kathy Campbell and I talk about that a lot, actually, of how it it's still very it's much a bell that's part very of difficult our... to unring. It's it's one thing mm-hmm. to react very strongly and negatively to that background, but like it's kind of hard to completely repot yourself. There's a challenge I think I will put into the sheet right now that I've been thinking about since actually right before I got super sick. Um, and, and now I sound like I'm in you too. Um, but, uh, so far the, the, the challenge would just be called almost like praying. 
which is a line I use all the time. And I think I don't know if people know that that's a line from the great Stephen Sondheim song and Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein did some of his best work when he was suppressing his bisexuality. But he <laughs> but there's a there's a line in Maria, you know, the line from the bridge and he says yeah. he says uh, say it loud and there's music playing, say it soft mm-hmm. and it's almost like praying, which is one of my all-time favorite lyrics of all time. But my almost like praying challenge is what if what if you did started finding yourself doing something that's almost like praying? But let's just leave off if you're actually praying and who you're talking to, it starts with gratitude and then becomes whatever it is you have to share with the person you're talking to. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, yeah, I am going to knock that challenge out of the Maria! park because it's something. <laughs> it's I, I don't know if I would want to unplant that seed, uh, honestly. Oh, di- oh, ditto, ditto, one, ditto, one thousand percent. I got a DM. You'll know this, and I'm, I'm. I don't. I got a DM. Hmm. I got a really sweet DM last week uh, from somebody I admire a lot uh, that you know of, and um, he said, uh, "I just saw the news about uh, Heather Armstrong, and it reminded me of the, the the days, you know, early days of blogging." And I just wanted to say I'm thinking about you, and I hope you're okay. And um, it's a friend of mine that, whose name you know, and. Um, I was just like, oh, God, you're, you have such a good heart. I love you so much, John. You have such a good heart to, like, think of me in the midst of, like, your whole life to say, I hope you're doing okay with this news that somebody you know who you were friends with took their life. And um, and I said to Madeline, you know, that guy is, like, he's so Catholic. He's so he's extremely Catholic, but he's Catholic in such the, the great way that most Christians are, so many Christians are Christian. It's like it just mm-hmm. kills me that like we sit and bag on these people who are just quietly doing God's work because they understand what Jesus said. And what Jesus said was give away all of your stuff and spend all your time helping sex workers and criminals. That's that's the job, yeah. guys. That's what the that's what the Bible said. I mean, I'm I'm not reading it in Greek. I don't speak Aramaic, but I sure got the gist. And if you walk mm-hmm. away from that thinking that there's something really grave that we should be doing to people in God's name, you're no better than anybody in the last 2,000 years who's been a piece of shit, but fucking John Dickerson <laughs> told me that, he didn't need to, and it made me, I was just like, see, that's, I, I don't want to put it this way, because I'm not saying people who aren't Christians wouldn't think to do that, and it's not about the death, it's just about the, like, this is what you do when somebody's yes. hurting. Mm-hmm. And um. I don't like people talking to me, but it meant a lot to me. And I, I mean, I wasn't actually all that torn. I'm torn up about the fact that my friend did that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sad about what happened, of course, but God, those poor kids. But, um, I know. but you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what a fucking bad rap everybody puts on that. And I understand, believe me, I understand, guys. You cannot meet anybody more conflicted about this stuff than me. But, like, I can't say that I hold a particularly strong faith in a monotheistic Protestant God. And, I don't think I need to, but I can see the effect that that's had on people. I don't want to unplant that seed either. If it helps me be mm-hmm. more like John, that's valuable. Oh. You didn't need to do that. You didn't need to hear it. But like, and I'm not saying no. that to like shine a skirt, but like, my God, we're a lovely man. <sighs> and that's, sorry, I mean, I'm I, planting I, a seed. I, I'm planting a seed. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm having a journey right now, Alex. 
It's a journey. It's a musical journey. He's buried in the card. I mean, part of my uh, constant suspicion that uh, of I would be smarter, funnier, faster if I s- stopped taking these mood stabilizers. Right. Um, part of like I God I don't I really don't believe in any sort of uh like d- d- devil or hell hell type type of thing, but I I. I um I I guess like I've always sort of been aware of temptation and my own uh, like I'm like yeah. is this Tem- temptation desire? there's there's a there's a mental model that in my mind of temptation that is very similar to what you might call a compulsion yeah where it's mm-hmm. like I'm yeah. fighting this thing where my brain, something has like, I guess one dumb way to put it is my brain, whether I like it or not, my, well, I, whoever I am, brain and all, is I've developed a habituation to a certain kind of, let's call it a default state. And I have to fight that. I have to fight Mm -hmm. going back to that default state, whether that's something. And in fact, the way you're describing it now, something I never thought of quite this way. Like if you, if you're trying to stop, let's say you're trying not to drink or maybe better put, you're trying to get off stimulants. But in my case, a stimulant, holy shit, it makes me feel so much like myself, right? Mm-hmm. That it's mm-hmm. it's it's but it's it's weird though because that in your case, it's the not the opposite of that, but like it's if you don't take the pill is your version of me taking a stimulant. Mhm. Yeah. And do, 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 but you feel like you is that, is that is that fair to say? Uh, abs- absolutely. Like I know and... I shouldn't do this, but that's the default state or that, you know, not default state, but I'm sorry, I'm mangling this entire dumb analogy, but you know what I mean, right? Like where you're like, mm-hmm. oh God, there's a me out there somewhere. And maybe this is the thing that is preventing me from accessing that today. And what it is for me that I've come to also, uh, suspect, but ha- has been confirmed Oh, the the few days where you haven't taken your your um in, in my case it's uh Lamictal. The those right. few days oh, that fuck, dude. you really? haven't I mean yeah. I knew you taking that uh, oh shit, you can't fuck around with that stuff. You, you really well and and it's like, yeah, no the Well, I mean like I'm not saying you're gonna die, but I am saying like it's because of the nature of this is black box warning stuff, but also just like my sense is that that's one where you could see a big drop in the benefits from that very quickly, right? Um, well, it's, it's not like uh, Prozac or Lexapro or something where they're still a little bit hanging around. Like you could really screw up your chemistry with that, right? Right. And actually, Matt uh, listened to the episode from two weeks ago where I w- where I was like, "Oh no, I'm I'm fine." And like after like a, a few a few days, and Matt literally paused the episode and was like that's not true and i'm like what and it wasn't it wasn't a, a lie on my part it was just my perception is like no like i'm back to myself in in like and he's like no 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 it's like t- two weeks and it's 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 a, at least two weeks and oh, um and and he's like it's it's not you know you're not like 
just completely bonkers, but y- you know that your chemistry is still like completely different. I'm like, well, yeah, I, know. I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, but he's, and he's totally, totally right. But those, it, it does stay. So you, in didn't, your... you didn't feel, you didn't need to be sort of persuaded of, of that? No. Right. It was something where you're like, oh, it's like, it's like, it's, it, you know what it is? Like, can we just say, it's kind of like when Madeline said, you think everything's weird because you never leave the house. And I was yeah. like, mm, yes. you know what? That's a good point. Uh, like, would, I, I could fight you on that, but A, it's extremely funny. And B, it explains a lot. And it's true. I would have had to be persuaded if it wasn't. It, I would have had to be persuaded if it was a doctor I didn't trust. Um, oh, or, thousand percent. What about a chiropractor that you really trusted? Yeah. What about like, a chiropractor from South Florida? Yeah. Well, in the same way that I, I had to beg Matt, no, please, please see a physical therapist, not a chiropractor. Please, please. And then he saw a physical therapist and was like, yep, good choice. Yeah. And... I uh, it it didn't make me happy, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right because the first mm-hmm. few days of not taking Lamictal, it is the, I mean, it's pretty much the placebo of oh, I feel like myself now because I think I'm going to feel like myself and, now, and just, and, and, and just like, uh, and this is so like, again, Warner Herzog on the brain, like there's there's so much madness inside of the madness, so to speak, because the thing that that is helping you with is to stay tethered to tethered to reality and to like keep you maybe you're still not going to have the best judgment memory recollection synthesis of anybody that's ever existed but it's going to keep you from the bad place but then once you start dipping a toe into the bad place it's game over right and that's that's the problem inside of the problem it's like I'm not in a position in the same way that a drunk person shouldn't be deciding whether they're okay to drive they're not like mm-hmm. in your case, then that that robs you of the ability to be aware of how that is uh, keeping you from a place where you don't want, know you don't want to be. Uh, absolutely, which is why when like I I uh, checked myself in into brain school. I was like two two years ago now. I was like, okay, I have this. I have the bad feeling, and I know like it, it was me again having the desire to not take my medications. And I was staying up all night doing a lot. And I was like, hey, I think I need some some help. And I I got it. It was great. Um. And I just kept thinking, what's different this time? And like you could say that it's because I don't have a full time job, but I don't think that's it. Mm-hmm. And just the it, it other... feels this time around feels different. Also, I just want to mention in passing, I, I'm re- recalling now something I, I think I said in the past, which is there's a terrible, well, there's so many things that are weird about Lamictal, also known as Lamotrigine. Dancing for Lamotrigine. But there's one thing about that that um, I think is so, is so weird and pernicious, which is like you start taking it, and as, as previously covered here, you do have to ramp up very slowly with Lamictal. You have to ramp down very slowly with it and the the, the thing that's that you w- won't know about Lamictal until it might be too late is it feels like it's doing nothing 
while you were ramping up. Yes. Ramping up, ramping up. And then your doctor just goes, okay, you know how you don't feel that, that different now? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's let's not keep increasing the dose, but you need to keep taking that dose, and that's where we are. Don't change anything. And you're like, whatever. This might as well be vitamin C. Yes. Like, whatever. But if you were to just stop, like if one were to just stop taking lamictal, well, B, you might get a deadly skin condition. That is why it is called a black box warning. There are not a lot of them out there. It's the opposite of what the Sacklers got. Instead of a, a creative excuse, you get you get a way to say, guess what, guys? Be real careful with this and listen to your doctor, or you could actually die. People die. Stevens something. There's a name for it. But the, yeah, the first... I, see- the yeah. thing is, though, I, I know uh, that that's like the one thing that you can my, or at least my brain can rationally sure. connect to. And because I've never uh, gotten it. And if you re- see it like um, right. you're and you get like treated right away, you're I'm not saying you'll be fine. But like, it's no, 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 no. I, but I'm like, not like, afraid like, of I, it. I'm kind of glad. Not glad. I don't want anybody to suffer. But like in some ways, it's good that that is an external real world thing. That your brain yes. can turn mm-hmm. around to turn over to go like, oh, I really should. But here's the thing. And th- I'm making this point really slowly and I'm sorry. All the time you're ramping up to your effective dose of Lamictal, you're noticing, in my experience, absolutely zero. Stop taking mm-hmm. Lamictal and you're going to notice it was doing something. You did not know mm-hmm. it until you stopped and boy, do you notice the difference. And it's another flavor of... Uh, as you know, Joni Mitchell says, you don't know what you got till it's gone. You, you, uh, you know, you think you hate this apartment? Well, guess what? Almost every apartment is so much much worse, and you have no context for it. When you stop taking the lamictal, you get fucking crazy. And in my case, for the few, first few days, it is um, amazing, and it's <laughs> right. basically a bender. Like it is Ugh. just the. It's just the f- and you know it and you I, know it. So I you're, hate you're, saying you're, you're, that you're it's mind. the fucking no, best. No, you're, but, but you, it's like, not a lie. Being honest, because <laughs> yeah. you you know it. It's like me feeling so shameful to say like Jesus fuck. I wish I could have any ADD medicine that worked right now mm-hmm. because fucking anything. The one I'm taking that's okay, but it's not for ADHD, and it's it's for pilots or people with sleep shift disorder, but it's not a stimulant. It doesn't, mm. it, and like the thing is, though, I can't have a stimulant because it would be really bad for my heart. And it's like, oh, but I know that, like, and I've finally taken my last Vivance, my Vivance, which is already fairly useless compared to most good ADHD stimulants. Mm-hmm. But I miss that last Vivance, man. It was like your cigarette before the firing squad. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to miss just even knowing I had four of these in the pantry for the last two months. Yep. So, so, but so that's that's an attractive nuisance. Like it's something your mind mm-hmm. knows. Oh, you poor kid. That sucks. I, no, no, no. Well, no. What what sucks way more is, uh, I mean, you you talk about uh the the wrens. I listen to uh. I need I need to be uh, J- Jimmy Eat World. Uh, J- <laughs> No, no, uh, just certain songs from. What do they do? They do uh, all the musicals. small things. Is that them? All no, the oh my small god! Things. Oh my is that god! Day, is I'm that? gonna no. Oh god! Oh, that's Blink okay. 182, formerly known as Blink, and now they're back. Mm. They're back together. They played at Coachella. Coachella mm. sure is it's good for them. Is something. that Trey Cool? Uh, no, that is Green Day. That oh. is uh. <laughs> <laughs> Travis which is the one Parker that, which is, is, which is uh, the one that realized you could have a career out of uh, 
sounding not quite as good as the Buzzcocks. Which one was that? Uh, the, the, is that Billy Ray Cyrus? Was that his name? No. And his daughter. Billy his daughter. Joe Armstrong. His, who's no, very, I think, I, no, first no, one no. I thought was He not. has that famous yeah. uh, singer daughter, the, the girl from Tangled. Uh, and by the uh, it's oh. like seven oh, fifteen. No, I'm just jiving. <laughs> Okay, well, I, the thing is, though, everything you said until then was, I know, it was worked. a bit, but also real. I know. See, the thing Sorry. is, when I play Barrel and Monkeys, I'm not trying to get the most dependable connections. I'm just trying to get the most connections. I want to hook them monkeys. <laughs> Can I read you four literally random chosen, chosen cards from Oblique Please. Strategies? Please. I, I think you should look into this just because it's interesting. And Brian, you know, is such a fascinating guy. Discover and wonderful music. Oh. He's all right. Um, I was listening to Eno literally last night. Um, I was listening to Ticking oh, Music for airports like every. No, like, that's uh, lovely. That's lovely. But I mean, his rock stuff. You ever listen to Taking Tiger Mountain? No. Oh, my Putting God. it in Apple you, Music. You would right know now. a song of his. Did you ever see the movie Transpotting? Yes. Okay, so there's a song. In Sorry, that. no, I like it. it. I just have a visceral response to that movie in a good way. I hope. Yeah, um, I, I'm pretty sure. I know. It's on, I feel like it's on the soundtrack. Anyway, it's only a, a way of trying to find a way in to say that he has this. He has this. Some, you know, around the time of like, what was it called? Before and after life. What it was like one of his early ambient ones. But like before that, like he was, you know, he was in Roxy Music, left Roxy Music, and then started doing these just like amazing rock albums that were so fucking weird um go would you please write down on um, i think it's called needle needles in a camel's needle in a camel's eye will you look for that mm-hmm. oh, you don't have to listen to it now yeah. well i i you may have noticed I, I don't know if you've noticed but i have a, needles in the camel's needle, eye uh, the oh there we go um it's a uh, Oh, I don't know how to speak, spell camel. Is this, because uh, I, I stopped playing, uh, excuse me, I started using um, keyboard maestro instead of text expander, oh. and I'm realizing it's, it's, it's how actually, many things I just easy, don't you know can just how adjust to spell. Your brain. So like, you know, like on, on Wikipedia, they have camel case. You want to do this in llama case, which is an LLM uh, based <laughs> man- language that you do in discount. So what you're, you're going to get that repo checked out, and then you're going to want to commit the poll, if you know what I mean. Because representation matters. These are four cards I have randomly pulled from my pack of Oblique Strategies. Discover the recipes you are using and abandon them. Mm. Two, which elements can be grouped? Three, who should be doing the, who should be doing this job? How would they do it? Who should be doing this Fuck job? Fuck me. What? Fuck what? Whoa, 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 whoa. What did I do here? What did I do? Oh, so those are just, well, no. Well, they're they're reframes. Need, they're know, reframes, I right? Guess. Fucking reframes. I mean. Yeah. And you, you could go, ah, nah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. What's wrong with you, Brian, you know? You get a better wig, and then, like, you just move on to the next thing. But, you know, who should be doing this job? How would they do it? Number four, make a blank valuable by putting it in an exquisite frame. What does that Ooh, mean? that one's interesting. I don't know. I don't know, but you will. Ooh, or you won't. That one's interesting. Mm-hmm. The The only reason I was um, putting my head in my hands and upset about the other ones is is because those are the exact, like, almost exact uh, fra- frames I've been using, I suppose. But that last one is interesting. I, they're all good. It's all, it's, uh, you know, everything's related. Everything's related, but everything feels <laughs> a little related to the challenge this week, I feel like. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The um, musicals are good. I'm, I'm the future of musical podcasting. What are, you, what are you enjoying right now? Oh, no. I'm doing the thing where I uh, listen to Tick, Tick, Boom on repeat, repeat and mm-hmm. uh, Next to Normal on, on repeat. And Next to Normal whoa, whoa, whoa. is something that... Next to Normal, is that a, is that a show? That Yes, that is a Broadway show about a woman who is uh, also bipolar, and uh, I don't, oh. I genuinely don't want to spoil it for people. Okay, no, no, it, like, no, no, it's it's more said, than that. Um, we are watching Pose a lot, and ooh. holy fucking shit, is that show good? <laughs> Yay! Oh my god, there was a line last night where I, I, God, we've we've diminished every way of describing joy. Where I, I laughed out loud. No, I went. There was a line that was so fucking funny. They're into the 90s now. It's probably like 94, and Electra is like directing a show. And there's this woman doing kind of like, at first I thought kind of Tony Braxton, but for the sake of argument, let's say sort of a, you know, Whitney Houston sort of thing. And she like stops the show and she pulls the woman aside. And, and you know that, you know the way that Electra talks. She's like mm-hmm. Karina Longworth, where she does yes. not use contractions and every T <laughs> yes. is extremely overpronounced. <laughs> It's so you got to, and she gets better and better and better at it. Each season, like, what an amazing character! I was saying to Billy last night. I would, I mean, it's you know her. The actress's history is her own, but like, it would be so interesting to see how she's the journey of her transformation to get to where she's saying stuff like Karina Longworth. But anyways, there's this one. So she's talking to him. She says, "I can see from looking at you that you're on the pipe." And she goes, you are clearly, you are, also you are clearly lacking in vitamin D and shea butter. And I, I burst out loud and went to the other room where Madeline, Madeline had just taken a shower. And I was like, do you want to hear what Electra just said? And I can see that you are lacking in vitamin D and shea butter, which I think might be entering my vernacular now. And she's so good. God, Ryan Murphy has just so many... Like his show, hits show's a are fucking public so service. Hits. What a good show! And, Billy Porter. Oh I get why people talk a oh. lot about Billy Porter now. He was in Kinky Boots, which I now know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yes. the girl, the girl who's kind of the lead, uh, whose name I always forget. The, the pretty girl runs her own house. Uh, uh, the one. Oh shit! Uh, her name? Uh, not. Oh, oh no! no oh, I know her name. I know her name because it's hilarious. I had to point this out to my Espanol speaking son last night. I said, "What's her name?" And he goes, "Blanca." So what's kind of interesting about that name? You know, it's Blanca. Blanca sounds like like a, like a pretty generic French-sounding name. It's like, if I remember correctly, check me on this, por favor, but I'm pretty sure that means white. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. I think um, uh, the, so the, the actress is um, MJ Rodriguez. And Billy showed she... me a performance by her that was amazing. <gasps> Which one? She's like Which a Broadway one? person. Yeah, yeah. What was she in? It was a it was a show we all know. Um, fuck. Uh, um, she Blanca. has been in Into the Woods. She's been in Rent. She is in the movie of Tick Tick Boom. Um, what else? Uh, Blanca Broadway. Sorry, everybody. Oh, Little Shop of Horror. That's it. That's it. Because oh, she was Audrey. She was Audrey, Seymour. right? Yes. That's it. I, oh God. Because like yes. Billy loves oh. that movie. And was like, you know, she was Audrey on Broadway. I was like, what? Yes. No idea. Oh, God. She's It's so a good, good idea. Hire people who can sing to sing. It's a good idea. Fucking yeah. Billy Porter. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that I guy. Know. Oh, my God. Oh, and then Glee. Glee and then Glee. Pose. 
Glee who's, who's and then Glee? Pose. Who was Glee? Glee. Oh, oh just talking about um, uh, yeah, Jonathan Groff. Who? 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 Uh, no, no, no. Just, just. Is Glee the one where Billy makes fun of the guy who's the teacher because we don't like him for some reason? Yes. Uh, Is that a meme? Is there a meme where he was the Grinch or something? I feel like I feel like we make fun of him. He's one of those. It's not. It is. It is not a meme. It is. It is just that like Gen Z is realizing that Glee was absolutely as batshit as us millennials said it was. But Mm. yes, but both were created and produced by Ryan Murphy. (laughs) A vibe that I had to created that was described as batshit insane. (laughs) Please, please watch the, please watch Soldier of Illusion on documentary now. Please, 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 please. I'm begging you. It's written by John Mulaney. Please watch it. What if Werner Herzog tried to shoot a CBS comedy sitcom in Siberia in the early 80s. <laughs> Except Werner Herzog is played by Lucas Matson. Oh my god. Does he uh, t- <sighs> just I, I I'm that person who says yeah. Werner Herzog and I shouldn't I shouldn't be the person. I have no right to say no, Werner Herzog. What's his name? His name's Werner Herzog. What's confusing? Uh, Werner Herzog. Um Bounty but hunting is a complicated profession. What's complicated about this? He, what? He just does so much stuff for fun. Alex, like, have you ever seen uh, a Werner Herzog uh, movie? Yes. Oh my good lord. Did you ever see Aguirre Wrath of God? No, actually. Did you see, did you ever, <laughs> but you're aware of it. Yes. Are you aware yeah. of Grizzly Man? Yes, I have seen Grizzly. Hang on. Sure, I'm trying to sell yes, you, you yes. fucking whore. Okay. Listen, okay. Um, have you ever seen, you're aware of Fitzcarraldo. You're probably aware of the documentary about Fitzcarraldo, Burden of Dreams. You're probably yes, aware yes. of. I've seen might, seen that. Yes, but like you know, he made his bones doing stuff like Wojciech, like he, doing these like pretty wild, like you know, like fairy tale stuff, and working with Koskinski and Aguirre Wrath of God is a, is a hell of a journey. But the thing is, I'm getting the fish food as David Wood Siegel. The, the fish food is it's really fucking funny to see cousin Greg who's a former child actor being the buddy in a sitcom that's shot outside in Siberia with the level of commitment that he brought to Fitzcarraldo as played by <laughs> Lucas Matson. But then by the way, can I also just mention, Oh, by the way, um, uh, Fred Armisen is the head of comedy at CBS who has his own yurt <gasps> that he sleeps in and he brought his Emmy and okay. So there's all of that, but now, Imagine s- at least six extremely funny Werner Herzog references. Uh, just one I'll give oh you off. The God. dome is the, in the middle of uh, doing hair and makeup tests. The town is atta- attacked by bears. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> only the principal, he was only able to get the principal cast away. And the rest had to like fend for themselves, which is very Fitzcarraldo. And, uh, or excuse, very Burden of Dreams, if you like. But, um, but, but, but then there's this beautiful scene. Did you ever see Grizzly Man? Yes. There's a scene where he sits down with Fred Armisen as the head of comedy for CBS to show him the hair and makeup tests. And they're watching the hair and makeup tests. And Fred Armisen goes, uh, he's talking about CBS head of comedy, Alan Yaffa. And uh, CBS head of comedy, Alan Yaffa goes, is that a bear? And he goes, yeah. And then they keep watching the hair and makeup tests. And then he's like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) And and it's just, then there's like a beat and he's like, no one can ever see this. And the, and Rainier 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 goes. I will destroy the footage. And then there's a beat. There's a beat. Fuck, fuck. Wait. There's a beat. And then Fred Armisen says, 
but you'll do something different with Jeff's hair, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> because they're shooting. I don't know if I mentioned this, Alex, but he's there to shoot a documentary about it, the tribe that lives in, in an unlivable valley between the Ulan Mountains and the Volga River. <laughs> and he decides he's going to do a documentary about that group while he's there to shoot the pilot for a CBS sitcom called Bachelor Nanny. <laughs> and he's, he's extremely committed to both. But surprise, surprise, as, as things get stranger for, for the sitcom, the, the village is now creating all the, all the props for the show <laughs> out of wood, the cell phones and stuff. And instead of dragging a boat up a mountain, they drag up a billiards table that's going to be in Bachelor Nanny, Bachelor Nanny's bachelor pad. Where he has to deal with both babes and babies. And when they're pulling it, this is such a small detail, Alex. They're pulling it up the hill, just like in Fitzcarraldo. They're pulling a billiards table up. The villagers are pulling it up a hill. The people who he's doing a documentary about. Are, there's so many fucking levels to this, Alex. I've watched it almost six times. Almost six times. I feel times. like... He pulls, feel they're like pulling it up the hill. The Alex, the balls are already <laughs> racked on the table while they're pulling it up a hill in Siberia. John Mulaney is a genius. He Oh, oh, absolutely. And he doesn't need cocaine. Um, or, well, we'll see during his next special. That was terrible. Want to know who plays the Koskinski out. character? Because... Well, you know, I'm gonna spoil it for you. Is it is it him? Is is it is it Werner? Does Werner make an appearance? No, 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 not Klaus Kinski. So, so the the no. uh, Werner Herzog analog is named Rainier and is played by Alexander Skarsgård with a terrible, <laughs> admittedly terrible German accent. Um, but the Klaus Kinski character, after after the initial star, uh, has been arrested by the KGB for breaking Andropov's laws <laughs> about participating oh. in ancient rituals. He gets taken away by the KGB with the assurance they can continue the production as long as they don't make an international incident. He needs somebody to save it. So part one ends with the arrival of this guy in like super white hair, like what my friend Dennis used to call Zimbufonson, like, like with bangs. And he screams, I am the son, you shitbag. And it's the Klaus Kinski uh, guy. And, you know, he's played by the Nazi who figures out what's going on in Inglorious Bastards. <gasps> The guy who oh. notices they're, he's counting on his hand wrong. Oh, oh. He, Alex, he, nobody what? will ever love this as much as I do. <laughs> People keep saying, are you sure you want to say that? And I'm going to say it again. It easily contends for the funniest thing I've ever seen. For me. For me. I don't want to do it for challenge because I, I will only talk to people who love it. This is one of those things. It's going to be, this is my new The Smiths. This is a gimme. You just need to let me how much love this. And I need to find people who I know will love it. And I want to sit in a room with them while they watch it for the first time. I want to do that every night, possibly for the rest of my life. This is my thing. It, I keep on pushing off watching. Have you seen seasons? now? You've seen other it's no because it's oh, it's God, the it's, so it's funny, the plumber Alex. problem for me. I'm worried that it won't be funny enough, or the references won't be good enough, and oh. I'll be like, um, uh, uh, can, I, because... can I recommend a starter for you? Do you do you like Fred Armisen? Do you enjoy him? Oh my God, I love. Okay. Of course. Okay. Ugh. Okay, uh, wait, I want to get the exact title. Have you ever seen uh, Shiro Dreams of Sushi? Of course. Okay. Um, I'm going to recommend Documentary Now. And I don't know if this is the perfect starter episode. The one, another one by Mulaney is they do a, 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 a perfect no-for-no parody of the company cast 
album recording. Have you ever seen that video of Sondheim in the studio with them when they're recording company? Except oh it's, my god! Except it's called co-op. Oh my god! It's got it's got um, what's your name from Hamilton? It's got Paula Pell. It's got Richard Kind, who's so fucking funny in it. Um, and he does a perfect Stephen Sondheim. Oh, um, interesting. Well, perfect as an impression, you know. But like, like a shit. What's the one? I'm, it's it's the one based on. Jira dreams of sushi, and it is. I'm almost done, and then we can talk about the challenge, huh? Oh yeah, I'm exhausted. Let's I'm see. Exhausted. The... I was very ill, Alex. Just so you know. I I know. I didn't want to say you. You sent me a photo of yourself <laughs> and, being moist. And that's I when I was 101. I, oh my god! Oh no, that's this awful. is called. I'm so sorry. This is an episode called. So okay, this is S two E two. Juan likes rice and chicken. Logline. Young Colombian chefs learn the tricks of the restaurant trade from their strict father, Juan, who celebrated a restaurant only serves one dish, chicken and rice. By the way, it's in the middle of a jungle, and it <laughs> takes hours to get there, and all he has is chicken, rice, bananas, and coffee. But he's incredibly <laughs> picky about every single one. If the milk, if it's been more than 30 minutes since the milk was in the cow, he makes his son, Fred Armisen, take it back. <laughs> Fred, Fred Armisen has to bury bags of coffee. And then dig them back up for some reason. It's it's, and so. But Fred Armisen's brother, meanwhile, has left the family to go form to go start an incredibly successful Mexican restaurant chain, <laughs> like basically like Chevy's. The thin red line I'm one. Sold. If you I'm like sold. Bill Hader, the thin red line one or thin blue the, line one the, is, uh, is it called the line. thin red line? No, no, the thin red line is a is a Terrence Malick movie. This is it's called no, it's thi- called the thin blue line. Well, the, 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 the Terrence Malick cups. movie is red. The Errol Wait, Morris really? one is blue. Oh, oh, I oh goodness gracious! Oh, Alex, have you never okay. seen the cop <laughs> okay. lives, lives matter flag? I have. I've seen it. <laughs> I was out there, so you know, I was out there hitchhiking and whatnot, smoking some marijuana. He's, he's just like that one guy, and he's so charismatic. You know that one, one guy. You know, you know the guys. You remember? You ever see it? You've seen this, right? Oh yeah, I just. Well, you uh, really learn what the back of a pinto hello. looks like when you watch that. Oh, <laughs> I saw in the theaters. Ladies. Oh, well, well, well. Mm. Sarasota had a a indie film series every Saturday. They this this cool theater would show. That's where I saw in Night Intolerance, uh, the, the one about uh, the surreal one with the suit of armor. It's where I saw oh, so many movies. Oh, anyways, uh, documentary now. And it's okay if y'all don't like it, but it would break my heart if there were people out there who it is perfect for. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. So, two things. And then we're done. Do you want to challenge us? Yes, yes. What's happening? What's Every happening? Every episode, the episode begins. And it's obviously supposed to be some, like, PBS show called Documentary Now. And it's got this boop doop 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 And it shows, like, oh, famous documentaries in history. And, and then Helen Mirren walks out and goes, welcome to... Documentary Now, season 53. And she introduced it. It's always <laughs> Helen Mirren. Guess who is in this. Fucking fuck. Guess who's in this 2016 episode of Documentary Now? Uh, uh, Clinton? I don't Guillermo. know. <gasps> oh, wow. Oh, see, I took it in a much more depressing place. That's way, that's way more fun. Aww. I thought it'd be Trump. Aww. 
I well, I was like, what what would, mm. what would age poorly, and mm-hmm. <laughs> what mm, would what Trump. would be <laughs> yeah. Kate McKinnon uh, singing Hallelujah on Saturday Night mm. Live? Oh God! I prefer Gal Gadot <laughs> singing uh, Imagine. Yes. Uh, you, hey guys, you know what? Read another president. <laughs> Why'd you do it, Sarah Paulson? Um, dig it, dig it. Uh, I, I'm tired. Let's do this quick. I want to leave. I'm okay. Tired. I'm tired, and I got a muffler to sit in here. You do. You you do. The, this week's Please challenge. challenge I small forgot how we. Uh, what? what or something like like something about something involving small victories. Well, I need to record the intro, so it needs to record record small victories. Well, no, because I think the wording. I think the wording. At least I think sh- is important, and we always reserve, if memory serves, we reserve the right to change the wording to whatever we think works best. Yes. I don't think we need to pick it yet. Um, I would, what I would prefer, but is admittedly a little bit of a cheat, is notice, notice your small victories. Notice I did not say log your small victories. Mm. That is both a way to cover my ass <laughs> and also a way to get, get out the point I would like to make rather than like trying to be right about the challenge. How would you phrase it? Uh, I, I, or what, what was your, what was your uh, sense of the challenge? What did you do? And the, how would you describe what you did or what you started to do? I, I, I wrote, um, notice little victories and I, uh, I mean, all of, I like that. Well, so it, it, should, should, you want to go and what, notice little victories? Um, oh, I, I don't care. That, that's just this what challenge is to uh, notice little victories. Notice it's, little victories. This challenge is mine, <laughs> and uh, it stems out of an idea that um, I think I was trying to say. You know, like so many, like so many uh, people who used to regard themselves as punk rockers, I often tend to describe things as uh, what they're not, uh, like all teenagers do. Uh, and what this is not is, you know, like when you. Um, Oh, like, I'm going to go write down all the things I did today. Like, i got to maintain a omnifocused perspective of what I've accomplished. And I was admitting to you that sometimes I do something similar to that, not just for therapeutic reasons, but because, or for logging reasons. But I, what I've tried to do is start noticing little victories. And sometimes that could be my, you know, uh, I've mentioned that I, I love the superhero domino. I love, you know, I love any Marvel superhero who's able to capitalize on a superpower that involves good luck or understanding things like probability and like knowing there's, it's, it's a in, very interesting kind of Marvel character. Like, mm. I feel like when I dominoed the situation, when things went pretty well, like I want to start noticing that. And it could be something where you keep a log about it. I absolutely did not do that, and it actually leads into my meta victory that I had. But oh. what'd you do? What'd you do? What, what'd you do? What'd you think? What happened? What do you say? What do you know? I, I mean, I guess everything that we pr- previously talked about was kind of, um, I, I, I guess, uh, jump started from this challenge because the stuff I, of the day at the top of the show yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah um uh i think what did I, I say to you a few a few weeks ago oh oh whenever uh you say something like um good job or something i i'm just like oh fuck off fuck off fuck off, fuck off. Fuck off. um <laughs> you hear billy's impression of roman 
Basically, being... <laughs> Billy's impression of the guy doing Roman in the Those Are My M&M's bit. Oh, my God. Hey, Dad. Oh. He does a really good one. Really... Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Boy, did you see, did you see Sunday's episode? No, no, no. Roman no, 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 no. was so good in that one. Oh, my God. I love him so much. I yeah, just man. love everything about uh, uh, Because I'm like, I'm like, no, Merlin, you are just acknowledging the bare, absolute bare minimum of what I am good at and what, more importantly, what I am capable of. And that it, it doesn't make me mad at you. It, it makes me mad at my... At, at myself because I'm like, oh god, <laughs> this is what you've come, but like, this is what you've become. Can I give Just you my the, file card on what you're describing right here? I, I would uh, love yes. to share my file card on this. The, my first introduction, yes. like most of America, my introduction to David Sedaris was in the early '90s when he had written a piece called The Santa Land Diaries, and he read it on Morning Edition on NPR, which is a, a like this. What a perfect way to introduce David Sedaris to the world, where he worked at Macy's as at the Macy's department store as one of Santa's elves. And it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. And just a little description of every, every aspect of it. It's so funny. Don't listen to the short version. If you're going to listen to it in his voice, find the full version because it's, it's way deeper. And then you can of course just read it, but there's this line. Oh shit. I've got it in the document. I think he's talking about, this is the way well, a section of, like in the last second or third act of the thing goes. So he has to dress up in a green velvet outfit. He has a locker room where they all go. Like this is the most <laughs> degrading job. There's different kinds of elves. There's line elves. There's photo elves. There's Santa elves. There's elves that like, and, but it's, it's all just, and all he does all day long is imagine David Sedaris all day long. All he does is smile and tell everybody how great <laughs> everything is going. And there's a phrase and there's a phrase. There's something he says. He says, all I do is lie, and that has made me immune to compliments. <laughs> I think about it all the time. <laughs> all I do is lie, because sometimes when I when I realize I'm having a, a not being very good at accepting a nice thing someone said, I go, "Well, is that because you're a fucking liar, dude?" <laughs> like, what, take take what is it? You young people say, "Take the uh, W." To uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Mm. Well, you know what's nice? That, L sounds better because it's one syllable, it like twenty-five that's, letters. Unfortunately, that's why we the way don't to like say taking the W. <laughs> there's exactly one the letter that has more than one syllable, and it's really mm. stupid that that's the one we chose for an address we would have to read to people for the rest of humanity. Yes, w W no. W. <laughs> Ah. Was we, who did was was that a Tim Berners Lee thing? It was it just who I think did something means probably existed before then, but oh. I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. Oh, because uh, I mean that's just a way of saying subdomain. Oh my god, did you see Pedro Almodovar is is doing the Brokeback Mountain thing? What? No, hold up. I still no. haven't sent this to Billy because I want to be in the room when he gets it. Oh. <laughs> Pedro Almodovar <laughs> is going to do. A western called Strange Way of Life starring Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal. Oh my god. I was gonna say people it's, are going oh to god, die. Pedro. Oh oh daddy. Daddy All right, well, here's a photo for in. you. If oh. you can't wait. So get your rocks off. Look at that guy. Wait. I just sent it to you. Come on, messages. I believe in you. And oh my god, dad oh daddy. Oh. <laughs> Pedro Pascal's the big spoon title. <laughs> I am oh, the outside God. spoon. Oh, 
You are the inside my spoon. You killed my sister. (laughs) You murdered her children. (laughs) Okay, all right. right. Why don't you go ahead and kill the mountain Uh, now? That's a super good monologue. Maybe you could finish your monologue after you have killed him. It's just just advice. Hmm. My daddy, daddy likes to talk. I was going to say that was important. What were we talking about a minute ago? It's important. I was going to say something. Uh, we were, uh, oh, we were just talking about how few, um, I was like, I've, I was like, any small victory I have at this right. point is pathetic and uh, just uh, upsetting to, to me because they're, just it's one of are you saying it's one of those things where it's like a participation trophy thing where you feel like what you did was i'm feeling just trying to guess or fill in here like you did something that everybody oh god here we go with the neurotypicals oh you managed to do something that everybody else does without even realizing they're doing it and it's not a thing and you're acting like you just won salesman of the month for a non-existent company yep and i talk about taking or giving compliments i know i am very good at some things and i know that i am quite talented and am a can make very weird cool creative projects happen and i haven't done that at full capacity in a year and matt the other like i've been a obsessed with my mental health and and healthcare for the past year i'd argue like at first like reasonably because uh, i'm (laughs) i should probably it 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 will be bad um if i don't have my medicine but uh, matt was like don't you think not doing the things that you love at the capacity you used to do them is taking a huge toll on your mental health as well oh my god and it, that had literally Holy never shit. and, and, and that must be a wake-up moment because how much does that feel like that old thing we used to talk about or you talked about and i glommed onto of like hey look you know your your job doesn't have to be your work your work can be like i i love what i do and I I'm actually getting pretty tired of being touchy about <laughs> the fact that whatever I decide to be my job is my job, whether it makes money mm-hmm. or not, whether people like it or not. Isn't that kind of the thing? Like that agency yeah. of like, this is the thing that I'm doing. Like, like today, like this last week, I had been cleaning out the garage because that's my job and I will find ways to, to integrate that into different parts. But I don't have a boss who demands that everything I do on the clock or otherwise be in support of that my primary job boy if COVID mm-hmm. taught us one thing aren't you really sick of listening to somebody who's able to tell you that your job is also your life mm-hmm. instead it should be so much more than that it could not not to, I'm, not I'm not trying to do a tim ferris thing here i'm just saying like like whatever it is that oh, fuck it i'm not going to be defensive about it isn't that part of it though like i think matt is saying something really salient and su- su- sweet which is like wouldn't you feel better if you were doing the stuff that makes you feel like yourself yeah and he's like, I, I think you're not feeling like yourself because you are, again, ch- I guess a chicken problem thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like you, uh, everyone keeps asking, like, why, um, 
you know, I, I do DoorDash instead of um, a real job. To yeah, it's because it is, is asking that because it's such a good question. Because um, that's a way to pay for uh, um, that's a way to pay for uh, to put David Fulconflick to his children. Are those my only two options? Are your um, are your only two options? Don't pay bills or do DoorDash? Uh no. Well, Does it this, feel like that right now? This this show pays uh, bills, pays um, bill. everything oh. except uh, uh, insurance. But the the thing and Matt was like, your fixation on just making sure you're okay is have started to make you be beyond n- not. Okay. Boy, ain't that ironical? Holy shit! What what an amazing observation. I'm, and I mean, um, I and then I was thinking, like, when is the last? Uh, I was like, what is the last thing I made that I'm proud of? And um, this this sounds like a diss on this show, and it, it's not because no, I'm very I, I, I know proud and love Dubai Friday. And uh, I was like, Matt, I am so proud to be able to work with and uh, collaborate with so many interesting people that also I love. And he's like, yeah, maybe you should be putting more time and effort into that and see what happens because, Mm -hmm. you know. The the problem is you can't, I'm going to say something sports, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, If you spend all your time only ever working on defense, you can't win games. Yep. So if, but like you might even one might, and, and I know this sounds a little absurd, but Hey, you're here. Uh, what if instead you said, well, I got these, uh, 11 big, strong boys on defense and I, I, God, why don't I just also take all the guys that are on offense and make them defense too. And then I'll have 22 defensive players and no actual strategy for scoring a point. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, to, to score a point, you got to move the ball. It, you know, they say the best best offense is a good the best what is it the best defense is a good offense but at the same time and I realize that's a very I'm it's an overly simple analogy but I think you get listener I hope you get the idea which is like you know you can build yourself into a successive sort of spiraling number of bubbles inside of bubbles and carapace and shells and but like what if what if getting out there and doing the thing is who you are? How do you do that without having to go off Lemickle? I well, and uh, I've gotten in until the end of June now, so hooray! Um, but I t- t- still having health insurance, um, and after that, I'll need to get a real job probably. It, but so, is medication costs are the biggest thing? Uh, well, you have to the problem is if you like i could you can the the actual medication cost not that expensive the 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 uh ability for a doctor to just prescribe that medication cost 
Oh, out the about two thousand dollars a month for Matthew and I, and that's they just won't do it so we doctor. Therapy? Right, right. Like why would why would it be so costly? I'm sorry. Never mind. No, forget it. Forget it. I'm taking off your point. I, I just I, I keep I, the reason. The, I'm not doing this to harass you. I, I mean, I'm doing it to harass you because that's the point. Is that like this should from time to time be funny and reflect the disparities in how we see the world. The the main reason I keep asking this over and over is there's still some part of me because it's none of my fucking business. But there's still some part of me that thinks you are you are currently going through a very profound xy confusion and that's why when people like me say why are you doing doordash delivery i'm not making fun of you for needing a job everyone needs a job i'm not even really making fun of you i'm just more saying like are you sure that's the x that's going to get you to the y you need because boy does that ever sound like something that is not your shit that's why just 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 to explain myself just to sort of defend why i keep going i don't understand why you deliver i mean there, the, the, again david fulkenflix you probably heard him on that episode of what next where he says the thing i say to my uh, should we cover trump this way or should we cover trump that way and he, david fulkenflix goes like the thing i say to my kids all the time are those my only two options because you know i i bet there's actually more options out there than just x or the complete opposite of x it's not doordash or penury is it it's uh wait, what what oh like poverty you know like not not having, it's not really those. No. Just those two is is it really? Uh, well, it, no, uh, moving to a state that uh, you there are plenty uh, of options that involve um selling my soul. Uh, but I haven't tr- tried. I have not the anxiety of not having health insurance has made me go absolutely bonkers because totally. and and that's the thing that's, is, that's the one that's like so of all the hills that you could choose to defend or you know what i mean like not hills on the it's not a hill to die on bit shut up but more of a like like okay i have this amount of defensive forces right now that I, and i'm a little bit under attack right now and so i'm gonna have a lot of my efforts in this case time attention will uh, go toward like making sure nobody gets past this one thing over here. I'm going to move all my dudes over here. All yeah. 22 yep. of my football players are now defending, uh, you know, Spotsylvania or whatever. Yeah, and and that and that is the reason why DoorDash and gig economy because because uh, fast cash that I can put away and not do anything with and yeah. just the it's like it it's not the paying for the medica- medication a you cannot see a doctor out of network like you you can't even give a, like my psychiatrist he the he can't even if i was like here's $500 for a uh monthly session so you can give me the prescription he can't even do that because of blue cross blue shields uh, which is, I mean, the I'm way so health insurance I works really is absolutely don't understand this at all. Well, how health insurance works and how like um, psychiatry works, and it's like really it, is that it, is that you want to do this? Uh, did you know that you could go to him's or hers and have? I, I learned this recently through a friend. It's not just for boners and hair medicine. It's a total like weird jam up. You could go to him's and say, oh, I have anxiety. And in two days, they'll write you a prescription. Like there's stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know if that's, is it something unique to Lamictal? Because the part that I'm not understanding is oh, like. Oh, no, it's, it, I mean, it's, well, why, no, why no, can't no, you no. just find somebody who's a doctor with a medical degree in good stead? Why can't you just find somebody who's a doctor who's a decent 
person and writes you a year of prescriptions for Lamictal? Uh, I it because uh, Lamictal, all right, but then there's the cocktail okay, right, sorry, sorry. of okay, the other stuff. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, and the the other thing I <sighs> forgot is Matt. Uh, do, oh, it turns out he doesn't have sleep apnea. He needs his uh tonsils out, or he will need a CPAP machine. Like, okay. y- y- you know, the other, yeah, yeah. all the sorry, other sorry, okay. bullshit. But yeah. no, um, but th- the point B, the th- the point is that all, all all of my guys are running towards that, and it's the thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that I hate, and it's stupid, and it makes me. Do you think that like it's, I'm it's not your proud preoccupying of? it's your preoccupying thought at this point, right? Yeah, and it but it but it makes me do things I am not proud of, but good at. And well, if those are helping you, that's good. It, but look again, I like I'm sorry, to, I'm, I, I I feel so terrible that I sound so condescending to you. It's just that like I don't have all the facts, and I don't need the facts. It's not my facts to know. But like the X Y problem is real. We spend so much time telling people that we need help with X when what we really need is something that lets us get to Y. And the more time we spend like getting very flustered about how to make X happen, in some ways the further we get from actually accomplishing Y. And that's why I'm interrogating you in that really mean, unfriendly way. Is like I just everything you said so far, it always sounds like there's something where you're like, well that's you keep bringing it back to this thing that you understand and have a, a hook in. The hook is in with your anxiety about this. And that mm-hmm. Uh, is probably rational in some ways, but in other ways, it sounds like it might have p- partly clouded your ability to understand what it is you're actually trying to do and find a faster route to that. Yeah, it's it's rational to be anxious uh, about it, and it's rational to take uh, action, but I'm not taking rational action to 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 achieve. Well, you can take rational action that's not just DoorDash. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I am okay. doing irrational. Like that's that's not rational like it's somewhat effective but it's not rational because i've made myself doing doordash hasn't made me miserable just not doing the things yeah yeah fair that i know that i'm very good at has it has it, it that's what brings the oh maybe if i just didn't t- take this lamictal what if it's what if what right. if that it's and uh, you're trying to pick then, up the tweezers with the tweezers yes and then it and then matt being like maybe you're just not yourself because you're not doing the things you like and when you're doing the things you like you're not doing them very well and it takes, you know, an amazing spouse to be like you're doing like you're making shitty stuff. Well, and if I may say not least because your your attention is a little bit shredded by what I a minute ago called your preoccupying thought. Like that that is your default thought now. Well, I'm sorry. I am just your friend. I know that I will sometimes have a preoccupying thought. The way that John Syracuse and I have talked about this is the thing that neuro what I would say neurotypical pe- people who don't have anxiety can't understand is that anxiety is a box of Kleenexes and as soon as you pull one out another one pops straight back up and then you have an entire palette of those very well organized palette of more boxes of anxieties in a closet there will always be an anxiety it's just a question of what the top anxiety is right now that's in this case I'm calling that your preoccupying thought but right so like you can't can't help but have that be your default thing it then makes you freak out you get a you get a blast of something like dopamine out of that but like you, you're creating a very unwholesome feedback loop by rewarding your ability to realize what a piece of shit you are by then making yourself feel worse about it. Mm-hmm. 
which is not going to be a good thing in the long term, Alex. No, it's been no. a bad thing in the short term. And uh, honest, I, I, and again, it, it took Maddie to be like, you know, there's some people who really like some of the things that you've done and you've hmm. let them and you've let them down and you know that but by, by not doing more of them or but you're by doing them not well like what does that mean not doing not doing enough enough not and when i say oh, enough yeah. i don't mm-hmm. i don't mean like i'm not i'm not uh, the grind set hustle blah. i mean not grind doing a grind grind the grind soul just not doing not not putting my myself into it because i am pulling all of the i'm always pulling out a kleenex while i'm doing something else and i'm not using both hands yeah or you're grabbing or perhaps to really mangle it you're grabbing the kleenex you're most comfortable holding and stuffing it into the top of the box and making all the other ones disappear mm-hmm. oh that's fair yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, this is this and, is and this is something that i understand it has an overriding power over me and that's what I can always come back to if I'm feeling ambivalent about the world and myself. Anyway, I think I had a big victory this week, so I'll uh, I'll be buttered a bit. No, I think that's a really. <laughs> Wait, just, what was the no, victory? Ju- I just matter. realized. No, I just just realizing that I'm been making myself. Oh, I see. M- oh, you're talking about the thing. Oh, that's great. I love that. The, that's really the whole good. thing that we've been talking about this. this <laughs> Yeah, Alex, this might this might be alarming for me to say very abruptly right before I beg you to end this episode so I can have a fucking break and eat my sandwich. But sometimes go eat the muff. Go. Sometimes it's somewhat difficult to follow something that you think makes a lot of sense. Sometimes, Just and I sometimes. know because I'm the same way. <laughs> Don't you understand? Don't you understand? It'd be fun if Werner Herzog made a documentary about this hike. Wouldn't that be funny? Can we just walk? You're, you're not, you have to do it in the voice. It's really, really funny. You know, we could figure out why Billy's. I mean, we might need to recalibrate Billy's watch because, and also, have you really ever really thought about the work of Mitch Easter and Don Dixon in the early '80s and like what that meant for REM and Let's Active, and then the the, the larger you know, the larger scene of that. And like, there's all these ways in which like the tiniest change and you like change your doorbell, change your life. You don't even fucking know like what's going to happen. Right. And so you find a box you think is a good box and you hang on to it and you put it with the good sticks. But in the end, is it the box that's organizing you? And how do you become a good you? If there even is a you and goodness. You can We've been out of the car for two minutes, speed. dad. Two minutes. Okay, let me sit down. I got. I got a. I got. I got a drafts document running here. You're, you're I was capturing. Full. I was capturing the whole time. Because here's my brain. Oh God! You can tell the week I've had by the things that are in my drafts. Uh, oh, that's good. Uh, drafts. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting that from uh, you. Uh, like when you're when you go on one of your uh, buildings, Romans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your 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 buildings, Romulus, where you where you go out and ride the. T- Ride the trains by yourself all night. Okay. Can I do mine? I'm gonna stop, please. I don't really have anything to say. Um, go, I go did eat not. Your I did not write anything down, but I did start making a practice of noticing uh, little victories as they came along. Now, again, QED. There's the earlier version of this. We talked about this a long time ago when I was talking about my domino superhero I approached to dealing with ADHD 
and like so the, the best example I could think of from that is, hey, idiot, if you have a USB-A, you have a 50% chance of getting it right, sticking it in for the first time, right? And there's very low stakes if you got it wrong, but there's very high stakes to your life if you're constantly worried if you'll get it right. It's a 50% chance. You know what I'm talking about? You could plug in a USB-A. Mm-hmm. Is it the right way? Is that a great design? Maybe not. But I guess it's, you know, unequivocal. But, like, you get it in. But, you know, the, great, the, the, the greatest defeat in life is when you have to do it three times because now you know you're stupid because you're like, I tried it the one way and it didn't work, so I did the other. And that really didn't work. So I went back the first way and did it properly and it went in. Or you could not care about it, realize that there's a 50% chance and always grab your USPA like it's going to work the first try and then not care if it didn't work the first time. I said, this, I said to somebody, I actually apologize for this later because I, I, I feel like, I, I don't think it was mean, but I think my tone was stronger than I meant it to sound. Somebody's like, I don't understand these people who can take naps and not feel like a fucking monster. And I was like, you know, I was actually responding to somebody who responded to them. And I said, you know, I've always, I do have come to believe that naps are something like that require practice. You mm-hmm. can't really say whether or not you're good at it if you haven't practiced. Nobody would ever, nobody with any sense would pick up a guitar 10 times and if they didn't get great at it in 10 tries stop you if you care about playing guitar you play it until you suck less that's life right you just kind of do that but like there's also there's also just this i don't know there's just this momentum uh, to a certain way of deciding to see the world which again is adjacent to the dishwasher problem and you know just do the thing but like i've tried to start noticing when things worked out okay but then, you know, I really started trying to notice is like, oh, man, you just you did it. You just made the right choice. You just did. You just did the thing. Right. Or you just blah, just X. And I didn't write them down. And, and I'll come to that in a minute. But what I what I what I've done in the, in the last really, this has started obviously earlier than the last two weeks because we had an episode where we had to make this challenge. But so far, so good. Right. Like just start noticing like the little victories um, here is. So two more things that I'm done. The most interesting thing to me is if I were to sit down, I'm not going to do it, but if I were going to make a list of, say, five good little victories I've had in the last two weeks, almost every one of them is a decision I'm proud of to not do something. I mean, which sounds weird, right? Because, like, no, it, sounds, it doesn't sound affirmative or muscular, but there's all kinds of sh- shit where I'm like, oh, I caught myself doing the thing i was about to be distracted to go do this other thing or i was about to ruminate and get hung up on this thing and i inclined myself to be not freaked out about that to just let it pass by me like the weather and just keep doing what i'm doing and i had a once i started noticing i was noticing that i had a remarkable number of times where i went good on you man like you didn't go do that other stupid fucking thing final point and then i want a 45 minute break the best part i didn't write any of it down the biggest victory of all is I did not feel the need to create an infrastructure for capturing small victories. I made my peace with the idea that I'm just going to try and get better, habituate myself to noticing when something went well, caring less. Oh, and the final part about that napping part. I'm sorry, this is the important part, and I skipped it. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like guitar. you got to practice. But here's the thing. And I said this thing, and I was like, oh, that's really fucking smart. Start noticing, and I know this is not effective, especially if you're a piece of shit, but stop worrying less about like remembering your failures you don't even need to even really remember your successes keep doing the thing because you do the thing right this is why we cross the street this way this is why we wash our dick this way this is all these different things we do this because this is who we are 
So stop fussing over all the times you've quote-unquote failed, but also stop being so sweaty for everything to be a win. But when there is a win, almost like praying, notice it and enjoy that because you just got a little better. You go eat your muff. You eat your muff. You do that. Did you ever do that? You ever do that? You ever go downtown? You ever do that? My own? I, 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 don't, I don't think I, I could. That, I'm not that Rose, Rose McGowan biography where you're about <laughs> your ribs being removed. <laughs> well, I'll, hang on. Listen, don't hang up on me. Your new name is Ribsy, and I love you. <laughs> it's almost like praying.